0: Welcome to Women and Confidence, a
1: podcast where we get to the heart of the confident woman. Hi, I'm Lana. And I'm Linda. And if you are new to this podcast, we are two life coaches and we are the authors of a new book called Women and Confidence, The Truth About the Lies We Tell Ourselves.
0: Each week, we're looking at one of our chapters and fleshing it out a little bit more with stories, metaphors, examples from our own lives and from the lives of people we know to give you an idea of what we're talking about and how it can help you in your own life.
1: Yeah, and just uh, just to let you know, we're going to be using a lot of metaphors in this podcast, and the one that comes to mind right now is we've all had the experience of driving a car with the handbrake on, right? You know how uncomfortable that is. You're moving with a lot of difficulty. So we're moving, but you're also struggling to move. And it's kind of the same way with us in our lives, probably in our work lives particularly, where we feel like we're out there, we're doing our work, but we've got the brakes on somehow. We're not speaking up. We're not really fully expressing ourselves. And so there isn't that ease of movement that we really feel we need. We don't feel completely comfortable in our own skin. So that's what we're really addressing in this podcast and in our book.
0: Yeah, one of my biggest clues was always uh, if I had to make a decision or something, I would ask like 10 people, you know, what they thought as if their opinion counted more or I just wasn't sure. I just had so many doubts about my own sense of what i needed to do so that was a big clue for me
1: yeah and so the handbrake is kind of like a metaphor for in fact all of the topics that we talk about in our chap in our chapters yeah they're kind of like different handbrakes Absolutely. if you like Absolutely. you know and so the handbrake that we're going to talk about today is the role of people pleasing how we feel we need to please others in order to get ahead. That's a
0: really juicy one and I know you have a really good story on this so can you regale us with your story?
1: Yeah sure and it's always good to tell a story we're going to tell lots of stories just like we do in our book but this one this story actually Lana goes back quite a few decades actually when I first came to the U.S. and I was living in uh, downtown Manhattan And so I was walking downtown one day and there were a lot of street people, which I wasn't used to seeing. Mm -hmm. And there was one particular woman that I caught sight of. It was a really cold December day. And I thought maybe she she needs something, you know, and I went over to a fruit stall, my naivety and bought a whole bag of grapes and bananas and oranges. And I went over to her and I gave them to her. And she gave me this look. That was just awful and proceeded to yell at me and called me those awful names. That's and just a New York welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing that happened, and I remember this distinctly, is that even though I was embarrassed, you know, because everybody passes by were kind of looking over, wondering what I'd done, I knew in my heart that I hadn't done anything bad. I mean, I just knew my intentions were good and that it was actually her problem, yeah. you know? Now when I kind of reflect on that story, it's interesting how someone can actually, if, if that had have been a colleague or a friend or a boss turning around to me and, and criticizing me or even just calling me a name, I would have had a very different reaction because I think the difference there, it's interesting to see the difference. You know, I had nothing invested in this bag lady and I knew without a doubt that I was, you know, not a a bitch or a whore. But, you know, if a friend was to turn around and say something, it might trigger a lot of thinking on our part, well, maybe, maybe there is something there or why is she saying this and it brings up all kinds of you know you know i don't want her to think badly about me
0: if that had been a friend who had said that i suspect you would have bent over backwards in order to appease or make better or change her opinion in some way whatever it took in order for that judgment to change to a positive
1: yeah and i think some people are more people pleasers than others. And I think women have a tendency to to kind of take it to heart more and be more wounded by the words of other people. Some people have more thick skin, and so it, yeah. I mean, it's it's so it is natural to kind of care how others are seeing us. I mean, it's a normal, natural response. We we naturally want people to like us, if not love us. And so when they don't and they show up this way, it does trigger thoughts about, well, what is it about me that doesn't jive with them? What is it What is it about me that is doing something wrong? You know, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of busyness, I, especially for me. I I have a tendency to wanna have people like me. My mind can get really busy about, well, What is, what's going on in their head, you know, and and doubting my essence of who I am. It's So interesting that this happened
0: with somebody that you didn't have a personal relationship. You could see it for what it was. You didn't take it personally or seriously. But when it is somebody that we're intimate in some kind of working relationship or personal relationship, my goodness, we do take it to heart. I think we do come by that quite naturally, just in terms of how we are raised And socially expected to kind of take the temperature of a room, take the temperature of everybody around us to see is everybody okay, do what you can to accommodate those people. So we really are socialized. But to our point, all that is, is conditioning. That's not pointing to a truth that, yeah, you need to turn yourself into a pretzel in order to be liked. And then if you're not liked, so what? What does that mean? Like, why is yeah. that so hard for us yeah. to not, to, to think that somebody doesn't like us? Why is that hard for us?
1: Yeah, I have a definition of uh, people who really fall into that category, right? Yeah, who, I'd love to hear Who it. take it. It's actually just a few points here. Number one, they have an obsessive, so these are classic people pleasers, right? They have an obsessive desire to be liked by others, Now, again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be liked by others. But when it's obsessive, Mm -hmm. right, that's what we need to pay attention to. Uh, Number two, they have difficulty speaking their minds about being assertive. Number three, they feel very easily wounded and hurt when others criticize them. Number four, they feel great compassion for other people, but not for themselves. And number five, they place too much importance on the opinion of others. So again, we can see a lot of this playing out in most of, most of us kind of touch on these. But when it crosses a line and goes over and gets too, too intense, we have a tendency then to lose ourselves, lose our sense of who we are and how we are in the world with other people.
0: And we know when we're doing that, you know, I mean, we get these clues. One, it's exhausting to, oh, yeah. to try to make sure everybody's opinion of us is is a certain way. And two, it also points to our desire to try to control our environment and the people in that environment and misunderstanding
1: that control and where it exists or
0: doesn't exist.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when you think about that, if you're trying to control how everybody responds to you, it's, it's impossible. impossible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's also interesting... What if somebody sees you in a negative way? So what, Mm -hmm. you know? Are you going to fall off the axis of the earth? I mean, what is going to happen if somebody does see you in a negative way? So it it does bring up all of these issues. I think one of the big areas that most people tend to play out this people-pleasing is in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And especially with their managers, their bosses, people want to show up and be liked, and be appreciated. And so they feel a lot of trepidation around maybe displeasing a boss or or not pleasing a boss.
0: When I was working in one of my jobs and um, my boss was, you know, she walked a really fine line on You know, telling inappropriate jokes, being really kind of rude, sarcastic, slash mean with other people, and it was a really difficult relationship just in terms of this desire to please her, but it was like there was a war inside of me wanting to please her, but not agreeing with how she was showing up for herself and how she interacted with other people. It was it was a very difficult time,
1: actually. Mm, yeah, and I think um, when we think about people pleasing at work or speaking your truth, right? There tends to be this attitude that it's uh, you either got to tell the, the the real harsh truth of where somebody is, where they're at, or we just don't say anything. And I think there's a middle ground there. Yeah. There,
0: there is a middle ground that, that gets missed because we think it has to be oh so dramatic. You know, a very black and white thinking, uh, the extremes rather than seeing everything on a continuum. And as you and I know, when we are kind of beyond our thinking, when we put all that heavy thinking about what everything means to the side or just let it be, and when we really tap into those deeper qualities within us, you know, when we're just sort of quiet and we know... We're okay and we actually know what to do or how to speak and a kindness and a compassion naturally comes through as well as a confidence. It's always there deep, deep within us. It's part of who we are. But when we let that rise up and let the wisdom kind of guide us along, we always know what to do or how to to say things in difficult situations like that. And sometimes it is not to say anything at all. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, the Kardashians fighting. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, those extreme situations.
1: Or giving an ultimatum to someone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing that that comes to mind for me with the whole people-pleasing is I personally, even though I have fallen into that trap of people-pleasing, when I'm actually doing it... Mm -hmm. I don't like myself. I know. You know, and conversely, I don't like it when I suspect that someone that I'm either working with or having a friendship with is kind of sucking up and always kind of saying the right thing to me. Yeah. They become less interesting to me as people.
0: Yeah, because you feel like you're not really present with them, with who they really are, just this sort of facade of who they think you want
1: them to be exactly
0: and you can see that a mile away
1: yeah and so when you actually do meet someone who you consider your friend or your colleague and they turn around and in a nice way disagree with you whatever it is they're disagreeing and they they give a a a contrasting opinion you can't help but respect someone like that it's a confidence that's very attractive and appealing not on a superficial level, but it's like, wow, they, you know, they had the nerve to or the confidence to turn around to me and uh, really speak their mind. And it naturally draws out a respect for someone. So where does
0: that come from with people like that, who, who just naturally seem to have that or don't worry about people pleasing?
1: When I've been in that place, what I've noticed is going on in my mind I'm kind of getting quiet. I'm less busy. I'm I'm less noticing or getting busy noticing what's going on or how are they gonna feel or what are I what are they gonna say about me? There's a there's a kind of quieting of the mind and it's in that place where I just relax and speak my truth and it's just coming from a, a deep place and it's a clean place. It's not cluttered with all kinds of worrying about what are they going to say? What are they going to think? What are they going to th- do? you know. Yeah. And so it's that kind of just letting all that dust settle and trusting that what I'm saying is as long as it's honest and kind and truthful, how can you go wrong? And there's something really comforting about that
0: yeah and i I think you're pointing to something really, really important when all the busyness in our minds and our habits of thinking you know trying to please and appease everybody around us and control those situations when that just quiets down this these other qualities naturally surface that are innate within all of us, and we just naturally know what to do or how to handle a situation and and I think that's where we differ or what we're saying in our book differs from a lot of the things out there as well meaning as they are within the self-help realm often what they suggest is is things to do and what we're pointing to instead is how it works how our design as human beings work so for example when you get really busy-minded or I get really busy-minded into that place of people-pleasing we, we don't see solutions as clearly. We're just, right. <laughs> we're just doing our habit, basically, and not feeling very good about it as a consequence. But when the mind kind of settles down or when you have this su- sudden clarity about you, which can happen mm-hmm. at any moment, you just know. You just know. And it doesn't come from anywhere out there. It's not something to apply or a balm to wear or a certain color to put on that day. It's something that comes from within where you just have this clarity and this know-how and it's it's completely aligned with who you are naturally and solutions surface.
1: And the, it's interesting you say that because it's like you're noticing what's going on. You understand what's going on in your own mind. You know how the mechanics of the mind are working, how thoughts are coming and going. Some thoughts are troubling. Some thoughts feel good. And also to know that that's going on in another person's mind. They're also experiencing the same mechanics, right? Thoughts are coming. They're having bad thoughts about us, and they also have good thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so when you just know that this is how the equipment works in my mind and in their mind, then there's, there's nothing much to do. You can just understand what's happening rather than get your fingers in there under the hood and try and manipulate and control everything, which makes things worse.
0: Yeah. And a perfect example of this is if somebody that you love is really, really upset with you or really angry or they lash out at you at some in some way. And I know for me in the past, I've almost obsessed about it like gone over the dialogue over and over and what could I have said what could I have done why do they think that how could this be over and over I run my pattern right my habit because like that's not okay that they don't like me or they think this way of me but when I understand that all that is is thinking that's going through me and I've innocently created a pattern of going over this when I recognize that for what it is and know that if I just see it and sort of let it go as best I can or just know okay that's how I'm feeling right now that's running through me right now and just kind of release a little bit new thought swooshes in that gives me a new perspective or a fresh thinking or the thinking that oh my gosh how this is running for me is exactly how it's running for them. All they're doing is is experiencing their own thinking in that moment, and that's why this is happening with them in terms of lashing out at me.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful design, isn't it? And when you know yeah. that, it's so freeing, and uh, you know that you just <laughs> you, you don't have to uh, worry or uh, try and control everything. The other point I was going to make was, and and as we just... Wind up this podcast. Some points to remember when we do experience this is that a lot of the thinking that we have in relation to other people, like they don't like us or they don't love us right now, and they're seeing us in a bad way, and I've got to change that. When that hits us, just to kind of stand back and just observe, oh, there's that mind chatter going on again, there's the thoughts that are coming through. And just to see it for what it is, and also to know, to remind ourselves that that's not who we are at our core, yeah, you know, because a lot of this need to please other people is coming from a place of "I'm not good enough, yeah, you know I'm not lovable enough uh i'm 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 just not good enough," which we all have our own version of that, mm-hmm. right, Every single person on the planet has a a version of that playing in their head. But to remind ourselves that that's just our personality, which is made up from our thoughts that are coming, and it's not the core of who we really are. And we go through that
0: uh, quite in depth in the chapter, actually. Right. So this is just a little taste, a little bit extra addendum to the chapters that we express about people pleasing we thought we'd give you a few more examples
1: you know I think one of the threads that goes through our book especially when I was writing my chapters Mm -hmm. uh, because we tell a lot of personal stories in this book the common threads were this just obsessive preoccupation with the fact that other people were always thinking about me (laughs) and it's just it's not you true. know it's just not true no and that's the big irony is that me thinking i'm insecure had this you know obsessive thinking going on about me yeah i know
0: <laughs> exactly I I see it actually in in people I'm close to, and and
1: I just want to go,
0: no, honey. (laughs) It's not how it works. (laughs) So,
1: yeah. So, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to see how this plays out, this people pleasing plays out when you're in the workplace, when you're at home with your family. Have fun with it. Go out there, notice how it's playing out in you and and just remind yourself you know that well that's just some thinking that's going on and yeah and that it may be uncomfortable because gosh it is
0: uncomfortable isn't it it is when you feel that because it it harkens back to uh, am I safe you know I'm not safe if people don't like me but notice that uncomfortable feeling and just sit with it and it passes it always always does because that's
1: the nature of thought
0: it comes in and it goes out
1: great we'd love to hear your comments and thank you for listening yeah until our next chapter we'll see you later linda okay lana bye Bye. you've been listening to women and confidence a podcast with lana bastianuti and linda ford don't forget to subscribe and share with other women and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review and rating until next time here's to your confident life